All right, y'all. We got a very special guest today. Yes, indeed. None other than real life Jeff. What's good with you, man? How you doing? Hey, man. What's good, man? What's good hey, with you? Doing? What's good with you, King? Man, long time no talk to. Yeah, 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 man. Shout out my boy Red out there, man. Hey, bars on top of bars, man. Man, appreciate Red. that, homie. Oh, <laughs> For uh for people that's been uh living under a bridge or something under a rock, some let everybody know uh who you are and what you do. Man, yeah, that's what's up, man. Uh, one of the co-founders of Real Life Productions and Real Life Street Stars. If y'all don't know, you know the Light Wall with all the popular interviews, man. I also did, you know, shout out to Osama. He put me in the game early, man. Uh, filming them battle raps, doing live from the block. Um, went out there to Houston, did some Houston barcode. You know what I'm saying? Um, RBE. You know, and then just filming music videos, um, you know, just uh, documentary work, all kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So, but Real Life Street Stars is probably the, the biggest thing that everybody know me for right now. You know what I'm saying? Dope, dope. That's what's up. Yeah, man. So, um, just want to, you know, ask what, like, how did you get started? Like, how did this all come about? Man, so, um, people really don't probably know, man. My cousin Rook, man, a short one. Um, we all used to rap, you know, like everybody, you know, back in the day, um, my brother used to rap. I used to actually be the producer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I used to make beats and, uh, you know, as a producer, you always in the background. So people don't even really understand how far back, you know, the shit extends. So back then we would call real life records, mm. you know what I'm saying? And, um, my cousin Rook, you know, he had a dope ass single left, right, left, right. You know, he was performing at all through the, through the cities, uh, South Dallas, West, he was all over the place, uh, performing it. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, as time progressed, shit, we went and got some cameras, man, and we turned that shit into real life productions, and we were just pulling up on people. And then uh, from there, man, we started doing the battle rap uh, shit with uh, Chris Cole, and it's Chris Cole introduced me to Osama, and we started doing the battle rap shit, and then um, eventually we got the light wall, you know what I'm saying? And then we started doing the real life street stars. <clears throat> okay. But yeah, yeah, man, but these, like like I said, man, the childhood friends, man, uh, Trill, you know, he's doing Trill photography now childhood friend we was like eight years old my boy rook like eight years old jonathan eight years old fast money eight years like we like real live childhood friends and then we just i don't know everybody talented you know what i'm saying but shit we just started doing the film work and uh we turned it into real life street stars <clears throat> okay yeah man that's dope that's real dope yeah. yeah so um like who was uh like your first person that you interviewed you know what i'm saying the first person that we interviewed um Again, we used to pull up on people. I think it was uh Mr. Hit That. Mr. Hit That and Volcane, like when they was remember they had they had the Monday night shit jumping? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had the Monday, but they was going crazy with their DGs Monday night. Yeah. And uh my cousin Rook, man, again, he was a rapper, so you know, he like DJ Chubb and like there's a bunch of DJs that really fuck with Rook. And um, you know, he would tell us, Hey man, we need to pull up on, you know, Mr. Hit that Volcane, man, they got it going. So that's when we took the camera and I wasn't even interviewing at the time. I was just, you know filming and uh rook was doing interviews whatnot and uh we i think that's the one, first one we pulled up on but now as far as real life street stars mm -hmm. uh mo three and sean on the beat was the first interview <clears throat> that's, okay, that's, that's, that's real though yeah yeah man you had spoke about trill shout out to trill man he did our, yeah. uh my uh wedding reception not too long yeah. ago man and then you yeah. spoke about the infamous light wall yeah man how did that come about who idea was that 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 is the dopest shit i ever seen yeah 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 so man what happened was um me and jonathan right me and joker real life joker went uh we had man it's crazy because we had a studio me and rook and then uh, we just 
just man said, fuck it, man, we're going to get a bigger spot, but we, we got everybody. So we ain't had no clientele, man. And uh, me and Jonathan was, it was somebody giving away some, uh, some production equipment. So we went up there and I seen that light. Well, I said, bro, I got to have that. And uh, me and Jonathan went half on it, paid like $500 or something. We grabbed it. And then uh, me and Rook and Joker came up with the concept, man, we just going to sit people down in front of the light, light wall. And then Rook, being the rapper, you know, he know everybody. So he knew Mo3 because mm-hmm. he had interviewed him before Street Stars, like just in the uh, in the hood and Royal Lane and shit like that. And uh, he brought him through there. And then immediately, like, you know, because we're photographers, too. So our, our uh, photographer work, you know, photography work was so good. People was like, damn, what is this? They didn't know where it was from. You know what I mean? And then we were just getting a lot of dope people like Gator Man, Tuck. We was getting like all the legends in the city. And they were like, damn, who, what the fuck going on? Who is these niggas? Yeah. But yeah. they ain't know we was from Dallas. They ain't know where we was from. And we kind of kept it that way for a little bit. And then eventually, you know, everybody found out. And then it just is what it is. And then we just went on a on a tear just interviewing everybody. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Fort Worth, like I say, the reason I show so much love to Fort Worth, because I was out there. Red, no, I was out there in every part of Fort Worth filming the battle yeah. rap. It, I was grabbing niggas from Fort Worth. That's how I got introduced. You know what I'm saying? Hey, shit, come on the platform, shit. Come do a freestyle. Come, you know, I'm filming uh, in-studio music videos, uh, interviews, music videos, shit. But uh, Fort Worth was really a big help, you know what I'm saying, as far as boosting our, our numbers at the time. Yeah, yo, and Spud Boom, and uh, mm. Stop Six Low Key. Like, they were some of the first people from Fort Worth we connected with as far as on the platform, and they, shit. They, they numbers was going so crazy. We was like, damn, them niggas is lit out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah we was like, damn, them boys out there for work lit. You know what I'm saying? And so we was getting every side of the city. And we had a recording studio. So niggas would come over there, record they tape. You know what I'm saying? And we'll give them studio time. Kenny B. I remember when Kenny B and um, uh, Stop Six Low Key brought Kenny B and his uh, Mad Max through there. And they came through there and did a crazy-ass freestyle. I'm like, damn, these little niggas hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's yeah. how we... And that's how we would find out about people because, you know, we'll, you know, we'll ask them, shit, who else we need to interview? Then they'll give us a name and we'll go get somebody and then they'll go from there. You know what I mean? So. Okay. Yeah. No, nah, that's, that's really, man. Much, much respect to that for sure. So like, yeah, um, yeah. when it comes to, you know, my, my partner over here, you know what I'm saying? The one that they call Red, AKA Rojo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and you were saying that, um, you was uh, at the Live for the Block events and things like that. Is that how y'all connected or like did y'all connect in yeah. different ways or something? Yeah. Uh, the first the first event I ever did was Shocktober. What? And it was in like Euless, I think. Um, yep, it was in yep. the garage. Uh, skits. Um, um, I think Red, I think you did one too, right? I, uh, Bryce. I think it was I, just if, a bunch if, of you. If it was Shocktober, then yeah, most likely I did. Yeah, it was a Shocktober. It was in the garage. Bro. Yep. I remember it was in Euless. And um, I remember I got paid like. 50 bucks to do this shit because it was like um I, I don't know if you remember doomsday was out here yeah and um dfw battle league i fit, i did like a bunch of photographers for them and um <clears throat> and then i met uh, uh osama and i met dfw so i was trying to figure out who i wanted to film for and then i was like man i'm gonna fuck with osama and then shit osama like i say i just start building with him and that's how i got good with the audio because you know i was on some shit like looking from uh looking at um url and I was trying to match them. So I was trying to learn the 3D effects and how to get the audio right. And um, Osama allowed me to do that. You know what I mean? He allowed me to kind of come in there and give me a test. I was in there with Trill, Jonesy. Yeah. I've seen them. You know what I'm saying? We had a little crew. And we were coming in that bitch, filming it for whatever we filmed it for, bust it down. But I was really, I was really a battle rap fan. 
And Red, you know, he stood out because that nigga was a street nigga with bars. So it was like, ooh, <laughs> and who is this nigga? Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was, some, it was such skits, you know, uh, tension. Like, certain niggas just stood out. Like, damn, uh, OG Percy. That's where we seen OG Percy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the next event was the uh, first battle OG Percy did. Um, I can't remember what the name was. Was it the Beast? It was, uh, it was Fort Worth. The dude, I think uh, they said the Beast or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The Beast, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, eventually, man, I, you know, we had our own spot too, and niggas start. We called it the pit. Niggas start doing battle raps in our shit. Um, mm. the pit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where uh, you seen, um, uh, the white dude. Uh, what's my white boy name, bro? Uh, just a lot of people came through there, man. Um, and, and we did battle raps in the in the, in the pit, man. And it was, shit. That's how I went down. That's dope, man. I ain't know none of that. Yeah. Yeah. Fitness, that's dope man so when was that moment man where you like you know what man we got something here let's 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 build on top of this when, when, when did you have that moment man i ain't gonna lie to you bro like <clears throat> man i'm a nigga that got tunnel vision bro because you know as a producer man especially if just rapping producing whatever man you got to go through a period when you know when you just trash yeah right and you but you got to confidently put it out there to niggas so it's like you might make a beat and I might give it to Red, like knowing it ain't what it could be, but maybe I could get better in the future. Like, hey, Red, man, I got some beats. Mm. And you got to let a nigga tell you, man, this ain't it. Right. And go back in the lab and cook. So, you know, you do that for so long and you look up one day and you realize, oh, niggas want the beats now. Right. So you do the same thing. It's whatever you do, you're going to be grinding and you're going to look up one day. You're going to be like, oh, shit, people actually want to sit on the couch now. Because remember, at first, Nobody knew who he was, so we would ask niggas for interviews. Hey, bro, y'all want to cut? Niggas would look down on him, mm. right? They look, man, who is y'all, right? right? But eventually, as you keep going, people will be like, oh, I see y'all, because you'll get somebody that's, you know, noteworthy or whatever it is. Or you might do some good film work, you know what I'm saying? And people are like, oh, I see you now. So you got to go through that. And I think what happens is, um, for me, um, it was one trailer I did with Live from the Block. On the film work shit that I know I killed because niggas was like, damn, that nigga Jeff went in on this hoe. And I was like, okay, I'm I got it now. You know what I'm saying? On that part of it. And the audio starts sounding good. The video, the visuals start getting crispy. And um, same thing from the interviewing. Man, people were starting to say, damn, man, y'all interviews, y'all interviews is dope. Da 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 da. So it's like you start getting it. And then when you get like a little boosie to come sit on your platform. At that point, it validated the force because shit, the nigga went viral. Yeah. Um, you know, we was on all the blog sites, shade room, all that shit. Yeah. We was like, damn. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I think from from that moment when we went viral with uh, uh Boosie and uh, Mo Three, we started getting those looks. We actually had a dude come on there that was twenty five playing in high school. We was in Sports Illustrated. They came down for nine days, did a whole thing on us. You know what I'm saying? Damn, and just on, shit like that. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> shit like that would happen, and we like, damn. You, you can't be dropping bombs yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you can look it up. You can look it up right now. You can look up Sports Illustrated, um, and um, it's all through there. You know what I'm saying? Real Life Productions, they came through, sat with us for like two days. That's mm -hmm. dope. And yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. So I've seen you interview some pretty legendary people. Of course, Dave East, Mark Cuban, yeah. Twisted Black, which yeah. was crazy. What's the process you, that you go through when you think about who you want to interview? Do you have like a list people of people on, to, that to you, get people on the platform? Uh, not only on, but like people that you is it people that interest you, people that are trending. What's the process that you go through to actually? Yeah, so like, yeah. um, so the crazy part is right. It's all independent, right? So you know, it's 
Um, so for those that don't know, it's me, uh, real life Rook, real life Joker, and real life Fast that do the interviewing, right? So mm-hmm. that's how, you know, you got four people interviewing or whatever. But a lot of it right now is, man, you got the social media is a powerful tool, man. A lot of people hit, we get hit every day oh. from around the world for people that want to, you know, tap in and, and do interviews, man. Black China hit us up. We end up doing mm-hmm. Black China because she fucked with us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Just little things dope. like that. And you wouldn't even know, you know what I'm saying? Because we live down here and we be in our own bubble, but people will be fans across the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it now is we get a lot of requests and we just try to prioritize it. If that makes any sense. And then we also try not to leave the city out cause this is where we from. So, you know, with twisted black, you know, um, they hit us to do it and, you know, we paid them to do it. Hey, you know, Hey, mm-hmm. I want to respect you. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, yeah. you a legend to us, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So we want to make sure we, we do you right. we, you know, we brought them on a the platform, but we took care of them. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of it now is, number one, we're from Dallas, North Dallas. Um, I'm from the Metroplex. So anybody that was ever a legend for us growing up, we want to make sure we get them and take care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, like Red is a, a nigga that I fucked with before any of this shit. Right. So if he was just to come to me for real and be like, hey, bro, it's a nigga. Da, 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 I would probably listen to him and get him. You know what I'm saying? So it'd be like a lot of relationship shit, too. that go into it mm-hmm. like smooth Vega. A nigga yeah, that, yeah. man, Smooth Vega, for those that don't know, I helped him do his first couple interviews, Premier Live, you know what I'm saying? And me and him talk often, but he's like a person that looked out for me, and I, you know, and I looked out for him. And so, like, if he would ever be like, hey, Jeff, I need to get somebody, I listen to that. Or somebody that on our platform who's going crazy. You know, we got a couple um, people that we do reoccurring, and if they hit us and they be like, hey, man, you know, search and such out of Louisiana, da da da, we gonna listen to it. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. It's a lot of us picking who we like, you know, researching. And if we see something that we like, we go after it. And, you know, sometimes it'd be paid, but we, a lot of, we've kind of shied away from the paid really. Cause mm-hmm. we feel like, um, you know, it's, it's tough when you're interviewing people, if you don't know nothing that you don't give a damn about, them. Right. you know what I'm saying? It's tough to kind of pull that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to just get people that have a story now because we've been able to kind of just turn people up now. So that's, that's been a thing for us. Like, man, we just going to get people with dope stories um, people that are funny, people that are characters, things like that. <clears throat> so, what? How do you uh, prepare for uh, a Mark Cuban or a Charleston White or you know people like that? How do you prepare for that? Those, um, especially with so I, they I so you, different. I think you, I think when you get like a Mark Cuban, right? You're already a, see. I used to work at the Mavericks. I used to bartend up there, mm. right? So. I might have more insight than the average person on Mark Cuban, but my friend uh, Rook, his sister actually does business with Mark Cuban. So that's how the relationship was there. So for that, there's already, you already kind of have what you want to ask him, right? If you're a Mavericks fan, if you're, you know, a fan. So people like that are real easy. Mm-hmm. The people that it's kind of hard to do is like when they don't have nothing like on the internet or, you know, like you really have to either call around or you just kind of have to learn about them in the interview. You know what I'm saying? But you'll have like your key topics that you might want to ask somebody. You know what I mean? And then sometimes the interview will kind of take its, it, it'll kind of formulate itself. Somebody might say some shit like, yeah, man, I got shot when I was wooty wooty woo. Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's touch on that now. Yeah. Wait a minute. Or, man, yeah, man, I used to be the drummer for uh, Kanye West. Now a whole, a whole new set of questions open up yeah. in your brain when they're talking. So, you know, you just got to really pay attention to what people are saying in the interview. And then um, you also got to know what you're feeding. So we have a, a dope YouTube presence. But as of late, 
Our Facebook um, is at like 550,000. Yeah. You know, our TikTok is crazy. Instagram crazy. So we know that we're not playing for just YouTube. We're playing for the reels, right. for TikTok. So you might ask a question that you know, okay, this is going to be some dope shit for a reel. And you might ask some a, a lengthy question for a YouTube clip. Like, you just got to have what you're doing in mind. It's like, like when you're doing a music video. If you're doing a music video with no plan, you're just going to shoot shit. Mm-hmm. But if you go in and say, man, I got a plan. Hey, I want this. I want the beginning to look like this. I want the end to look like this. Then you know exactly what you want to shoot. Right. I mean, you spoke about someone can uh, drop a bomb about getting shot or something. How do y'all deal with all that and not take that shit home with you? Like so much emotions and trauma and energy. How do you not take that home with you? Man, it's impossible not to, man, for, for a while, man. I think we end up even doing a video of all the people that we interviewed that died, got killed, mm. something happened to them, man. It was like 20-some people, man. It's hard not to take it. That really kind of drains you for real because you'd be like, damn, I talked to him. Like, I know him. He's a good dude. You know, like, damn. And then you just start looking at, as you get older, you'd be like, why do black people, why don't we love ourselves enough not to kill each other? Why, mm. do, why, do, we, why do we keep this cycle going when it's an easy sometimes it could be as easy as just a conversation bro or you know a nigga put a battery in your back to go do some shit that he wouldn't do mm. like you just start seeing it bro we've seen it from all, all different aspects we've seen niggas come interview a nigga will bring somebody to them with the interview right then the the, the person that they brought will go by, back though them be like trying to get an interview behind them like yeah i don't really fuck with you be like damn damn that's cool. this nigga just <laughs> You'd be like, in your brain, you'd be like, man, that's crazy. But, I mean, it happens, and you you get it, man. But, you know, it's hard not to take that with you. And sometimes, man, you got to take a break. You got to get away from it. You got to put it down for a week or two and, and regroup and, um, and get your mind right. Because if you deal with that many personalities, man, know that these people are hitting you after the interview. They're asking for help. You're trying to help them. You're doing, you know, you're doing what you want to do if you're that type of person to try to help people. And that weighs on you because now you got 30 people hitting your phone. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. don't really know you for real, but you're trying to be a real nigga and help them. It's going to take it's going to take a toll on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only thing you can really do is just have self-maintenance, um, take care of yourself, you know, do things for your mental health. Mm. So speaking of your mental health, you know, I was looking on your page and I saw that I want to guess it's your son. We're at um, DreamCon a few weeks ago. Yeah. Is that something that you like to do or something that y'all have in common, the whole anime gaming type of lifestyle? Well, man, it's crazy because um, <clears throat> my son, he went to the first one, Jonathan, uh, Real Life Joker. I didn't know nothing about it, right? Mm-hmm. My son didn't know nothing about it. But my son, like, he don't get excited for a lot of stuff, right? But for whatever reason, mm-hmm. when I took him to that convention, it was like he found kids that he could play with. You know what I'm saying? That like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and video games like he did. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, he'll go there and he'll meet people and yeah. he'll he'll be open to it. But in regular life, he won't be. Mm-hmm. So it's been a thing where every year now we there. I, you know, I don't really play video games. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I don't watch anime. I don't really do any of that. But I enjoy watching him do it. Yeah. You know, and I watched them grow from having maybe 100 people at the first one. Mm-hmm. The last one we went to had 20,000 people. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking like. I'm just in my brain like, damn, and this black men, black women, none, like this ain't no nerd shit. Like people is fly, they got chains, niggas is dressed yeah. up. They is very <laughs> I was, this, this, I was, you know there. what I'm saying. So I just, <laughs> it threw me off. I was yeah. like, damn, I didn't even know this existed for mm-hmm. real. So, you know, my brain get to going like, damn, how 
how can real life do some gaming shit? You know? No, what I'm yeah, saying? I was gonna lead into that. Do you think that maybe you would? Because I was there this year as well, and it was insane. Um, do you think that maybe next year you might have a, a panel or you know something like that at the convention? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm working. I'm definitely. I'm, I got That'd my brain dope. working. There's a guy in DeSoto that got an esports. I don't know if anybody knows about him, but mm-hmm. he got a dope esports facility. Okay. And um, man, he actually put something together for LSU. He's going around like traveling, building people's esports. So you know, I'm just trying to formulate and trying to figure out. Because it's a it's a void, man. If you got twenty thousand people mm-hmm. anywhere, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and it's only happening one time a year. Yep. You know that they crave to do this more than one time a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. I just think you know, gaming and 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 um, what we do, it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out a way to kind of get into it, and my son loves it. So I just be like, man, it, it, it's I see how much fun he has as a kid, and when you go to these events. It's grown up. So it ain't no kids. Mm-hmm. Damn, there no kids. Is, there. Yeah, there's not so many kids there. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, crazy. yeah. So I, I'm trying to figure that out. But yeah, I think it's a, I think it's wonderful, man. Like especially like now, nah, I fuck with Street Fighter and I fuck with like Madden. So they be having Street Fighter and Madden tournaments, and I just be sitting there watching it. Like, damn, this is dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to get into that. <clears throat> well, if you need an assistant next year, you know, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's that's what's up though, man. So um. You know, I uh saw some of your uh interviews and stuff and when I saw um Orlando Brown, right? Like Yeah. I I mean, granted, you know how um everything is with him going on, you know what I'm saying? He just had he's he's been in uh the blogs and things like that a lot. Like for you in like your experience with it like how was that because like red kind of you know touched on it a little bit as well just saying you know how do you deal with like some certain people uh that you'll be interviewing and you know they have like their their high energy you know what i'm saying like Tristan right. white for example like he's like higher energy too so like how do you like right. deal with those interviews like how do you even conduct that you know in like the best way possible you know it's wild right because um you don't really, with people like that, you don't really know what version of them you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So it's like you just have to be ready to adapt because you might go in with Orlando wanting to do a regular Orlando interview. And then you see an interview, he was like serious. Right, yeah. right. So it's like, okay, now you got you kind of got to. <laughs> but see, it, it's crazy because um, because of the way it went, right, we didn't know how it would be received. But it actually was received pretty good because it was a it showed a different side of them. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, um, I think, you know, as you, as you start doing it, you realize, man, you don't have to necessarily have a click baitable interview or anything like that. Sometimes you can just have a conversation with somebody. We did scrapping the same way. Little scrappy. He, this was the second time he was on our platform for the first hour. I think we just talked about black men and their issues. Mm. Cause you know, he had that clip that went viral with mama D about, man, as a black man, I can't, I feel like I can't go to you. Cause you tough, you too tough on me. My wife, she too tough on me. I can't go to none of y'all. Like, and then for like the first hour, he was just talking about just black men and their issues. Yeah. And it was damn near like therapy. And I'm just sitting here like, I don't know how this is going to be received. And they received it well. So I think you just have to be able to adapt to people that are in the industry because you don't know how they're going to come across. Right? right. And then like when people come and see us, right. Cause a lot of people at the top, you know, are white. Right. So you, with the exception of like say cheese, right. You know, 
you got like Adam 22, you got, you know, uh, Capone, like a lot of them are white. So when they come see a group of just black men that are just really like brothers, a lot of times they'll get comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like they just shooting the shit now. So I think it, it's also what energy you give off. You know what I'm saying? If you go in there trying to be on some police shit, they might get defensive. But if you like how y'all are, warming, welcoming, people are going to be a little bit more receptive to just talking to y'all. Yeah, and yeah. just just really giving y'all the real. And so you might get a different interview than a Vlad, right? You right. might get a different interview than this person, although that might have been your objective. You see what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you just got to adapt. I feel yeah. like, man, I ask everyone the same question that's, that's in this space. And dealing with this media space, how important is the is it for the truth to be put out versus – uh, inter just being entertaining, like clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. Um. See, that's that's a that's an interesting question because right there's two parts of it, right? Because I do feel you, we do have a responsibility mm -hmm. to try to get as much truth out as possible. But then on the other side, let's just be honest. You know, um, you got to entertain, otherwise people won't watch it, right? So it's it's like a it's a tough question to me, man, because me personally, like some of the people that I look up to is like like a sway in the morning. There's certain people that just have fun, dope interviews. When we do our interviews, to be honest, what we try to do is just have fun with the shit. We literally just trying to have fun and joke, you know, be lighthearted. Right. And um, <clears throat> people will say certain shit on your platform where you may not agree with it. But I'm also not for censoring anybody. So if somebody come on here and they say how they feel then I'm not for censoring it. But now what one thing that we did learn though is this, right? Let's say you have um, a little boosie wanting to shoot, like he, he wanted to get some shit off his chest about another artist. We won't censor that. But I don't want to let somebody that probably doesn't have the credentials come and shit on, like my boy Red. If somebody had something negative to say about Red, I wouldn't even allow that to fly, right? Because it's like, nah, we're not here for that, for real. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, um, if it's two people at the same level, it's like, you kind of can't censor them, bro. It's like, it, it just is what it is. So when you say the truth, I think it's important, but it's also important to have a good product. So I'm going to say 50-50. Mm -hmm. you, you brought up a good point when you said uh, you're not for censoring stuff like that. But what if it's a case, you know what I'm saying, like like a, like a Kanye West situation on Drink Champs when he said what he said. Uh, uh, do y'all feel like it's, it's the, I guess, the media responsibility to you know like i guess to edit that type of stuff or go ahead and just put it out as it is yeah see i probably with some like this it's tough right because you're talking about kanye west right. now i want to keep it <laughs> let's keep it a bean yeah i want y'all to keep it down i want y'all all all four of y'all three of y'all to keep it a bean yeah. kanye west came on y'all platform and said that wild crazy shit would you put it out Yep. Honestly, yeah. You're gonna put it because you know I'm not trying to be funny. You know what it's gonna do for your platform. See, because right. at the end of the day, we have to be realistic. We we're all trying to live off of this shit. This one thing can help us. Yeah. Um, and we know it's wrong. So that's why I say it's 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 hard to be judgmental in this space because we've all bro, nobody, no matter what nobody say, we've all clickbaited, we've all did some messy shit where we ask somebody about if you ask some if you ask about another human being in the interview you're being messy there's no <laughs> way around it if i ask hey man what you think about Takashi? you're being messy because you're setting somebody up to shit on somebody right. mm -hmm. but but it's just but it's part of the entertainment factor it's part of 
it's part of how you do it unless you come up with a different way to do things, right? And then you just thrive on that. But we're all, at the end of the day, trying to make a way for ourselves. So it's wrong. It is. But um, I couldn't say that I would not put that out because it's kind of Yay West. I mean, you don't censor somebody like that. You don't. Joe Rogan come on your platform and start talking wild. You're probably not going to censor it because it's Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. You know what it's going to do. So um, is it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, just keeping it. I'm just keeping it real. You probably, I probably wouldn't censor it. You know what I'm saying? So I got you. I got you. I feel that. Um. So, um, what I want to know from you is like, so far, what do you? Who do you say would be like your favorite interview? Like person that you've interviewed? Like thus far? Like what do you think would be your favorite? Oh man. Or a moment. Um, if you can't choose favorite, a person, like, what would be your favorite moment? Yeah, the favorite. I mean, I would probably say it got to be Charleston White, bro, because he's just funny. <laughs> and he's yeah. entertaining. Right? Like, uh, um, I would say him and Dewberry, man. Like, Dewberry has a way of just saying a lot of real shit in a, in a, in a real yeah. road way. Um, yeah. But Charleston, bro, he is just funny. Like, you know, uh, you know, regardless of some of the wild shit he say, man, but, like, he throws so many nuggets in you and he can, this is all coming off the dome. He ain't researching shit. He got all this information in his brain. So it's really impressive to watch. You can ask him anything and somehow he'll have a statistic for it. And you look it up and it'd be down, it'd be pretty much on point. And you'd be like, dang, how do you do that? <laughs> um, and then like, I study people, bro. Cause like when you do, um, I'm going to say Jaguar, right. Um, I'm going to say Jaguar, right. For this reason, Jaguar, right. Is the person that was the most challenging interview. Right. Mm. Um, if you go back and you listen to her, she's very well spoken. She's real sharp. She speaks with such authority and mm -hmm. such like she speaks in a certain way where it's hard to challenge and question her because what she says, it sounds so truthful. Right. And then you look it up and you be like, damn, she'll say some stuff about the industry and you'd be like, damn, it's like that for real. Um, she was the one that I say gave us the, the, the biggest challenge. And she also boosted our subscriber base to a whole nother plateau, man. Um, we just interviewed her in January. We got 150,000 YouTube subscribers in a month. Mm. Off of her. Mm. Right? And I was like, damn, I had never seen nothing like that. You know what I mean? So I'm going definitely, to definitely have to say Jaguar right, man. That was she, probably my favorite one, too. Yeah, she, she, she really, it was some real eye-opening things for, like, as a man looking at a woman in the industry, like, damn, we as men got to kind of we Easy. really need to protect women way better than we do. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like when you hear stories like this, you like, damn. Like, That's a fact. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. <clears throat> I definitely feel that. So um, who who would be your fantasy person to interview? Like if you could interview anyone dead or alive, like who would you want to interview? And please, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Keep it, keep it, keep it unique. You know, people just be like, "Oh yeah, I want to interview Jesus." Like, all right, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Too hot, you know? Like, yeah, that might be your last interview. You yeah. feel me? Like you're gonna interview Jesus. Jesus for sure? Like, oh <laughs> uh, man, let me see. I'm gonna say alive, man. Probably Fifty, man. Fifty is one of the dream interviews, man. Just mm -hmm. one of my favorite artists growing up, man. And just to see him transitioning from that to film, mm -hmm. and just just he got a story, like. When you do the interview thing, you just have an affinity for people who have stories, right? right. Um, and that can speak, and then, you know, they have this good intelligence. And then if it was a, somebody dead, man, probably like a Malcolm X, or like, mm. a, like one of the revolutionaries, because yeah. it takes a, take a different type of person to step on that type of limb. And then when you watch um, 
the movies and you see all the documentaries and you see like he was really like going hard for what he believed in and like I would just want to ask somebody what gave you you knew you was finna get killed you knew it but you still went out there like yeah. mm-hmm. that's a different level of dedication to some you know so I'm gonna definitely roll with them too yeah man you spoke about uh you know protecting our black women and you know about you and your son so how important is it to separate this media space and your family um i try i definitely try to do that man i I I try wasn't for (laughs) man if it wasn't really for um before i did real life i I didn't have a social media i remember it was um an ex told me man you need to get on there and that's what ended up making me get on there then i learned it really good you know what i'm saying now you know i run all the social media so i learned how to do it um but it's tough, man, because for me, I'm I'm re- I'm a real tunnel vision person. I'm a person that really don't like direction from anybody, because I I just be looking at it like you don't understand what I'm trying to do, and I can't explain it to you. you you're not gonna see what's in my brain. So you know, yeah, I'm I might put out a trash product right now, but I'm doing that to get better, because I know I'm I'm giving it my all right now. But this is the, my limitation right now. You don't see where I'm going with it so i feel like for me i'm real stubborn you, you know what i'm saying because it takes a certain level of stubbornness to go in and film a podcast and get no views right mm. and you come back and do it the next week and get no views right that's insanity almost right, right. Mm-hmm. sooner or later you have to figure out because nobody can tell you what's going to work for you right everybody's path is different you, you might you might try to do it the vlad way it don't work you might try to do it how he did it it don't work you got to create your own way you know what I mean? And so it's tough to to get feedback and stuff from people because you don't know they don't really know. Um so I, I'm real stubborn in that in that aspect, man. I really don't <clears throat> Yeah, I, I try I, really to, I try to keep that. keep my family out of out of this, especially when it comes to the media stuff. I already know yeah. how, how how stuff go, you mm. know. Um, people this is you know, with with the media, people or feel like it's their job to get their unwarranted opinion anyway. So, yeah, I just try to separate those and do my thing. Thinking back on this interview so far, you know, you have experience with film, with photography, with music production, with your interviews. Where do you see real-life street stars going? Something similar to, like, maybe, like, a Revolt TV, having y'all's own TV channel, you know, just continuing to make waves as far as your interviews go. Where do you see, you know... When the movie coming? Yeah. <laughs> What's the next like um, big think, thing? You know, I think the next evolution for us, right? I think it's just really like becoming a network. Like as you see, um, I helped produce two other um, podcasts, um, Henny and Halos. We've been doing it for a while. We used to do it inside of a club. We used to be inside of a whole nightclub. I'm in there with the camera work. Um, just a dope podcast. I have another one. Ladies getting free that I'm helping them. Mm, so we're, we're helping concept. other. Um, podcast you know what i'm saying and i think for us it's just getting to the point where we have even even doper content like you know um um you know you'll see like a vice like a vice is almost like the best way i could describe it when you saw vice tv or vice mm-hmm. land or whatever they yeah. had different shows you had the sneaker shopping show you had mm-hmm. the show where they go out and, <laughs> and meet artists in different countries i think for us um it would be like being a tv network you know what i'm saying independently though mm-hmm you know, like I don't necessarily want to link with a revolt or anything like that. I want to be revolt. Yeah. If that makes any sense. So yeah. that's the goal. Talk now, shit, OG. You know, somebody yeah. may <laughs> come along and change that. But that's the goal because um 
in the position I'm in, I could I could help a lot of people, right? I could literally take somebody off the street and be like, hey man, come do some camera work. And that's a good feeling to have. You know, we we help a lot of people in the background. We we put a lot of people on a team and uh just people being able to get money with us is dope for real. Um that's a dope position. So if I can help other people, that's what I'm always on. <clears throat> that's dope, man. I got one last question for you. Uh this is the 50th anniversary for hip hop, right? Let's say a person was in a coma for the last 50 years, and if what CDs would you give that person to, uh, you know, explain your experience with hip hop? Wait, before you answer that question, before you answer that, you said if they was in a coma for 50 years, <laughs> for the last 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> My bad, man. Go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Oh man, bro! I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Um, I think my first, my first thing in hip hop was definitely Easy E. Um, so I give them the NWA CD. Yeah, I give them some Pac CDs, right? Um, I give them. Got to give them. The, you got to give them all the people that make sense. Pac, Biggie, right? Um, yeah. Tupac, um, and then Nas. You know, give them that so they can understand what what hip hop is supposed to be like. You feel me? And then. Give them some new shit. Give them some Drake. Give them some Wayne. Give them some uh, some Nicki. Um, just give them, you know, give them that. But then I would say, you know, um, give them some introspective people. You know, like I, I fuck with Dave East. I fuck with Meek. Mm-hmm. I fuck with, you know, um, I like a lot of music though. That'd be the thing. I like the bullshit and I like the, <laughs> you know, I like the good and the bad. So yeah. But um, definitely uh, Pop, uh, Biggie, Nas. Start them off that NWA. Start them there, man. Give them some goddamn uh, some Wayne. Um, get them up there. Give them some hot boys. Give them some southern shit. Hey. Um, man, they gonna give some poo shiesty. Let them know. Hey, it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, it went left. Yeah. Yeah. He said, "Nigga, it went left." Yeah. <laughs> this is where we are now. <laughs> hey, poo shiesty. What's the name? Sexy red. Oh, yeah, hey. yeah. Give them sexy red. Let them know. Hey, mm-hmm. it went left. <laughs> it went way left. See, this how we fast. started. This is where we are. <laughs> That's dope, man. But uh, let let everybody know how they can find you, tap in with you, man. Yeah, man. It's a uh, real life R E A L L Y F E underscore Jeff. Uh, follow the main page, Real Life Street Stars. Um, that's R E A L L Y F E Street Stars on all platforms. Um, YouTube going crazy. We just hit five hundred and fifty some k. Um, Facebook hit 550k. Mm, like we we going up, man. We we trying to get to the million now and uh, put on for the city, man. Too like like I said, we ain't forgot the city. We still interviewing people out the city. Yeah, it's never gonna change. It's the home base. We live here. Uh, we respect the legends, so we trying to get all the legends. Um, and you know, we trying to build. We trying to um branch out to other cities too. You know, what I'm saying so you are gonna start seeing us pop out in different cities and start building there too. You know, and start establishing some footprint in some of these other cities so already man uh before you know what i'm saying you get out of here and everything uh i just want to say well i'm pretty sure we all feel the same way mm-hmm. just you know want to give you your flowers man appreciate you for everything that you do you know a lot of people whenever they get to a certain height they don't worry about you know what i'm saying still making sure they're where they from and like you know building on the people from there and and all the things that you've done, whether it's behind the scenes or, you know what I'm saying, in front of the camera and all of that, it's just greatly appreciated. And we just want to give you your appreciation for that. Even Thanks. taking the time out, you know, of your day to just, you know, chat with us for a little minute. Yeah. We just really want to thank you for that, man. Appreciate for real, you for, for sure. Oh, no. 
doubt, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate you, Red, man. Hey, <laughs> one of my favorites to yeah. film, one of my favorites to see growing up, man. I really appreciate y'all support what you're doing, man. Let me know when it come out. I'm sharing it. You know, you can always tap on me. I don't hide no information. If you ever need anything from me, bro, I'll tell you what's up. So, man, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate. It. I hope y'all listen to him. One of the favorites and the best. I hope yeah. y'all. I heard a lot of clear. Nobody would have heard that <laughs> shit. Let the record show. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, man, we're gonna let you get back to your day, man. Enjoy your day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Y'all have a good one, brother. You, you too. too. Appreciate you. Yep.